Welcome aboard, space travelers. Please lower your harness and keep your hands and arms inside the vehicle at all times. Prepare for blast-off. Welcome to another episode of Discover DLP with myself, Nick. Myself, Paul. And it's May. I mean, it's barely May, but <laughs> I will make sure this goes out in in May, just so that we can say that we've recorded one in May. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been a weird, weird month for everybody, obviously, and we've had lots of stuff come up with other shows and and just trying to keep people entertained. Yeah, which is the hardest job of all, really, yeah. especially with us. But uh, we had a, as we recall this, we had a nice uh, kind of virtual pub quiz night. Yeah, for the network, which was which was really nice. We had quite a few people attend, which was which was nice to see. And um, yeah, that that although it was the usual unorganised chaos, it, it seemed to go all right. Yeah, no, it we, we, nice we all enjoyed it, and everybody else seemed to. Yep. Yeah, we were it, we were into the next day by the time we finished. Yep. Yep. So it's an odd one because it, it's hard to pick a time to do it because we have generally quite a big American fan base. Yeah. But if we do it Saturday evening, for example, it means well after midnight for us. Yeah. So it's it's hard to get a time that suits, but uh, but no, it was it was good, and we we had some nice uh, nice attendance. And Cat uh, and Lewis, I don't know if they listen to this this podcast, but uh, they got up at quarter to four in the morning in Australia to to join along. The, and by, uh, bailed after the quiz to get their breakfast. Damn right, I wouldn't blame them either. <laughs> Jesus, if I'm getting up that early, but um, but yes, we're here to talk about Disneyland Paris, and I mean, there's not there's not loads to talk about. But um, we're going to take another look at Main Street, but this time look at the food options. And there's going to be some shocking revelations, <laughs> I think, when we discuss the food options there. Um, but first thing, the only... I mean, it is news, and it's not news at the same time, but um, I sent you a, a link yeah. to a media event that I've announced for the 1st of June. Yeah. So if you listen to this uh, past the 1st of June, well, sorry but it'll um, still be there though yeah i guess it will be i guess it will be um so they are it was just it's just been the uh what would it have been the 15th 25th jesus christ 25th anniversary of space mountain yeah god i was there (laughs) i I told you about that were you were you there that day yeah on it right so (laughs) Um, well, hang on. Let's talk about the news first. So, so there's a conference on the first of June at seven o'clock European time. Yeah. So that's six o'clock in the UK, and uh, probably about three o'clock in the afternoon for the east coast of America. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be a uh, a kind of watch with Imagineers type of deal, um, where they're going to discuss the creative process that 
you know, first created Space Mountain. And obviously a lot of people that listen to this will have gone on Space Mountain and will be aware of a Space Mountain in Paris. But Space Mountain in Paris is unlike any other Space Mountain yeah. uh, you find in the Disney parks. I mean, I mean, to be fair, each Space Mountain is different. Yeah. Isn't it? Like completely, it's not parts of the Caribbean where the layout's a little bit different, but the ride itself is pretty much the same, or it's a bit short, it's a bit longer. Each one is different. You know, Disneyland have different cars to um, the one you find at Disney World. Yeah. And then the Paris one, again, is completely different. And it was. And I the, believe the Tokyo one's different as well. Yeah, I've not, I've not seen the Tokyo one, actually. No, I haven't. But I, weirdly, it kind of inspired me. I've, I've been working on a, on a YouTube video today. Mm-hmm on Paris' Space Mountain, and there was just a couple of bits that popped up while I was reading about it that said, yeah, the Tokyo one's different as well. But the Paris one is the only one that has inversions. Yeah. And it was the second Disney roller coaster to have inversions. Yeah. And I think it was the first to have a corkscrew. The first 360 loop was uh, Indiana Jones and Temple of Peril. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this one was the first of different kind of inversions, and yeah, it's it's unlike any kind of space mountain. The original theme of it was to fit in with the uh, Discoveryland concept, was kind of based on from the Earth to the Moon, yeah. with Jules Verne, um, and you know also kind of around those kind of visionaries like H.G. Uh, Wells as well, and it was uh, an amazing attraction. It was you know like nothing else it was this steam come steam pu- <laughs> steampunk oh. <laughs> almost the craig steampunk um kind of version of space mountain instead of like the the kind of uh the, the 60s vision of space travel you know the, few, the, the the you know the world of tomorrow today kind of thing um this was you know kind of pre that in this steampunk fashion and it was just a beautiful looking attraction and just just had a really nice theme to it. And it's had some changes since then. So uh, Mission 2 launched, I think, 2005, or around about then. And uh, then in 2016, I want to say, maybe mm. 17. Yeah. It became Hyperspace Mountain. Yeah. Um, so where they rethemed it again to, to fit in with Star Wars. And I pref- much prefer that one to, to Mission 2, but the original was, you know, just incredibly special. And it was also yeah. the first uh, roller coaster that had the onboard audio. Yeah. As well, which I can all- I never remember what the uh, the name of it is. It's like Sebo or something. Yeah. It's but, also Disney's um, first launch coaster. Was it really? Yeah. Because oh. the others aren't. The others all had lift hills. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, um, when they put that in, it was the first launch coaster that they'd ever done. Wow. So yeah, it's it, it's a great one. Um, they made a, a documentary about the time it opened that I remember seeing on the BBC, and it's still on YouTube. I think it's like called From the Earth to the Moon or something, and it's all about the making of it and the you know the technology they invented and everything. But it's the attraction that pretty much saved Disneyland Paris. Like it was yeah. their their Hail Mary. Yeah, um, and that was the problem. Discoveryland opened without a killer attraction. 
Yeah, it didn't have one, really. Um, After I mean, the plans went sideways for its original idea, they they cut back completely. Yes, well, originally it was going to be Discovery Mountain, and yeah. it was going to host a couple of attractions. and also, One which still got built. Well, yeah, yeah. But not in the same fashion. No. Um, and, yeah, it was going to be connected. There was going to be a, a walkway to Cafe Hyperion which if you look up, you can actually see where that tunnel was planned to be built because the space was there for it. Um, It's obviously just been filled in now. Um, But yeah, Discovery Mountain was going to be this this huge, um, you know, mountain that was going to host Space Mountain. And was it from the Earth to the... um, No, Journey to the Centre of the Earth, wasn't it? Yeah, which ended up being built at Tokyo City. Tokyo, yeah. Um, And... Yeah, like you say, when it first opened, you had uh, the Visionarium, Orbitron, um, Autopia, Autopia, Star Tours, and Captain EO. They were the attractions there, and yeah. that that bit in the middle was just just nothing at that time. Um, don't you don't see many pictures actually of Discoveryland when it first opened before Space Mountain? Mm-hmm. No, and I've been been looking desperately to try and find what it what it looked like to put in this video and can't find a thing. No, I would have, I would have, I'm sure I would have had some photos, but I mean, just for it, all the photos I could find were just from the wrong angle. They didn't, didn't get that bit in. A lot of them were for cafe Hyperion of the, yeah. the airship. Yeah. Yeah. For obvious reasons. Um, yeah. But yeah, so, you know, it's, it's a great attraction. And if you don't know much about the history, it's really worth, um, trying to dig out that documentary but it'll be worth looking at this video as well i think people are getting a bit excited that by doing this kind of stuff that the original version is going to be put back in but i don't think that's going to happen unfortunately i don't see it being changed until at least star wars land gets opened in the other park Mm, yeah you could possibly be right it'd be nice to see if they actually go back uh and and restore it to its, its original glory not that crappy mission two thing they did yeah um but yeah, so I I was there the week Space Mountain opened, and I can't remember. I remember we were going home on the Sunday, so I'm not sure if we got there Tuesday or Wednesday of that week. But the Thursday was the um, was the grand opening of Space Mountain. So there was a lot of hype before um, it, it opened, and um, we didn't we didn't pick the time to go there specifically for that. It just happened to fall into it. I think it must have been half term week or something. And um, yeah, it was really weird because they had this massive parade <laughs> in Main yeah. Street and just full of celebrities, and you you got people like. Um, the, the the people that stood out for me were uh, David Copperfield and Claudia Schiffer. Yeah, they're included in my video. Excellent. Um, Keith Cheggers Chegwin. <laughs> Didn't see him in anything I cut today. No. Um, I'm trying to think who else. I know Chris Tarrant was over there, but I can't remember if I saw him. Buzz Aldrin was there, which is appropriate for this as yes. we're recording this. Yes, of course, because of Space X as yeah. well. Um but yeah, it was it was really weird. So like they they closed off a lot of the part that day to have this big red carpet event that, that led to Discoveryland, and then 
the ride opened the next day and I chickened out of going <laughs> because I'd heard, you know, it was going to have inversion and stuff like that. And I was only 11, 12. I'd never been on a roller coaster that did that. So I, I kept trying to hype myself up for it, but didn't get anywhere. Um, and then Elton John was there as well. And he did a, a concert in the, uh, the village. Yeah. That was a private ticketed event. I don't think it was much. I think it might be about 30 or 40. Uh, well, not, well, it would have been, <laughs> that would have been the equivalent of pounds, I think. Um, yeah. it, Cause obviously it was, it was Frank's back then. Um, but I wasn't very expensive. And all I remember is my dad moaning that they closed off the village that night. It was the last night we were going to be there. And he was like, well, I think we should have all got free tickets. You know, we've paid money to be here kind of thing. But um, yeah, I think that's the first and only like proper concert they got held uh, in there. Yeah. But um, yeah, that was a, that was the Saturday after it had opened. But um, yeah, just just weird to be there at the same time, really. Yeah, yeah. It's it's despite the fact that I actually made the effort to get there, it is weird being on days like that because nothing runs like you would expect it to. No, having been there for the twenty fifth anniversary. It, it's just a completely different ball game. Yeah, as you say, they've 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 got their eyes on something else. So, yeah. you know, your day's kind of out the window. They don't care about what you're going to do because yeah. they've just got to get their stuff done, which is understandable, I suppose. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so it was uh, it it was funny, and also I remember it that holiday as well because it was when Christopher Reeve fell off the horse. Yeah, so I remember we went back to the hotel, and I think one of the only English channels we got back then was CNN. And that was like breaking news. And at that time, you know, it wasn't, it was only a few years after like Superman. Yeah. So he wasn't famous, famous, but famous enough. Um, so yeah, weird what you, uh, you remember. Yeah. Same, same for me. I know for a fact I, where I was when Princess Diana died, I was on holiday. I was away. I was in Jersey and, That'll always stick. It's one of those weird things, isn't it, that you, you always remember. I, I used to listen to um, to talk radio. It must have been LBC. Um, but I used to listen to talk radio before I'd go to bed. Um, most nights, just found it quite comforting. I used to have like one of these Walkmans that had an FM radio in it. Yeah. So I had my pre-tuned stations. I remember there laying in bed on the Saturday night and going, oh, like the news had just broke, like she'd been in a car crash. And I was like, oh, I didn't really think too much of it because a car crash was a car crash to me. Yeah. I didn't ever think of them as being like deadly. I don't know why, but I kind of come downstairs and tell my parents, oh, she's Princess Diana's been in a car crash. And we stayed up and watched it like all unfold on the, uh, the rolling news. And it was just incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Such a such a weird night that was. But uh, anyway, enough about Princess Diana. <laughs> Just because I don't want to go down that anonymous rabbit hole that's <laughs> currently unfolding as we yeah. uh, record this. But um, yeah, Space Mountain. Uh, check that out on YouTube. It's on the uh, the Disneyland Paris YouTube page. Um, so and they've, they've got. If you've not been following, they've they've been putting on some. Uh, recorded footage of some of their more famous parades and shows. Yeah. So uh, last weekend we watched Mickey the Magician. Yeah. 
and what do you, uh, Rhythm and Pride Lands was this week as well. Oh, uh, was it? I didn't. I haven't yeah. watched that. Um, we watched Making the Magician, and I think oh, we watched Dreams. Yeah, yeah. we followed that up with Dreams because um, my daughter had seen Dreams, but like in, in person, but she was obviously too young to remember it. Yeah. Um, so she remembered Illuminations, and she thinks that's good. And I'm like. Pfft. <laughs> you haven't seen dreams so um we watched that and they're really well done um yeah. you know they're, they're obviously they're trying to record them as professional as possible so they are really really good quality but um yeah just they've also done the some yeah they've also done some ride throughs i know they did big thunder a couple of weeks ago and they released space mountain this morning excellent so. check that out I'd, I'd take it hyperspace mountain yeah i believe yeah. so yeah more makes sense Cool. Okay. So, um, yeah, I mean, other than that, there's, there's not much. I mean, as we recall this, uh, the, the latest guidance from France is that theme parks can open from mid-June. Yeah. Disney, Disneyland Paris have not put out an official statement. The rumour is it will be just after Bastille Day, yeah. I think. Or was, it, or was it the 11th of July? Um, not sure. Because Bastille Day is the 14th, isn't it? Yeah. So the 15th would make more sense, but I can't remember if it was the 15th or the 11th now thinking about it. But- Mono Valley train station is now open again. Because okay. I have seen I have seen people um, floating around in that area outside oh, taking pictures. Yeah, actually, I've seen... There's someone I follow on Facebook that's yeah. been taking some video of, um, you know, obviously how empty everything is. Yeah. Because everything else is closed. I think even the village, everything's closed down there as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, can't can't actually get in. But what they did, they used the um, the entrance on the other side of okay. the village. Mm-hmm. So the the new one that they opened, but was it about eighteen months ago? Mm. Um, they came up that way, um, right, and took some pictures of. They could see like the the work that's going on at the studios. Um, I believe they've opened a new Imagineering building as well. Ooh. They've they've taken some pictures of, um, opposite where Five Guys is. I think they've they've kind of built something over that side, where that okay. old building that was empty was. Yeah. Um, so they've taken some photos of that, and, and that was about it. Everything else was was locked up. Yeah, yeah, it's very it's it's very strange, um, but yeah, I can't see it. even even though they've got the green light. Uh, they haven't submitted any plans. They've not made any public statements. Um, I think they're going to wait to see what happens. Yeah. Really. Actually, July the 11th, isn't that when Disney World opens? Yeah. Yeah, that's where I got the 11th of July from. So I think <laughs> it's the 15th of July is the rumoured date for Paris. But again, that's not been confirmed. That's not been officially announced. Um, no. They They could open in the middle of June if they wanted to, but... They're leaving it late to do that, obviously, if yeah. um, they've not announced anything. So I think it, they'll wait till after Bastille Day and, and then reopen. But yeah. And know. it might be a whole different story for, for us Brits. <laughs> we don't know when we'll be allowed back into France. Well, yeah. Without, this is... without having to take a two-week break. Well, at the moment, it's two-week quarantine in France, isn't it, if you yeah. come on from the UK, which you can't do because it's not open but if it was there'd be a two-week quarantine um yeah that may change they're talking about these air bridges which will allow access from certain countries to other countries that have been approved um 
frankly, I, I don't think we deserve to go there at the moment. We're far too infected. Yeah. So, uh, not I mean, literally not us. I'm no. talking as a, as a, as a nation. Um, but, um, yeah, it, it, it's interesting. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll see. Um, all we can expect if, and, and as they open is, uh, you know, cutbacks and stuff, parades, meet and greets, as we've seen at the other Disney parks or been announced at the other Disney parks. So, um, yeah, just, just, just be cautious, really. I know people are really hanging on to hope that these parks will be open in the summer so they can go on the holidays, their boots, but, um, realistically, I think it's too soon. I think yeah. you're probably going to have to reschedule um, or accept a diluted experience. Yeah. I know yours are to. now offering vouchers up until the 1st of August mm. for anybody for anybody that's booked in July and is planning on rescheduling. Eurostar will give you a voucher now, but it can take up to 28 days, I believe. That's not as bad as a hotel I had to cancel. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was staying one night in Oxford for my daughter's birthday, and uh, when I I went to cancel it because obviously, well you know the hotel's still unopened at the moment yeah. in this country, and uh, they said oh yeah we can do that for you it will uh, you should get your refund within the next ninety days, and I went three months, and she's like yeah but if you haven't got it within those ninety days if you contact the hotel direct they'll they'll definitely issue it to you, and I'm like it's sixty eight quid. Why is it taking you three months to give me 68 quid? <laughs> Jesus. The crap yeah. we live in. Anyway, uh, last episode, we were talking about Main Street USA. Yeah. And we went through the uh, the shops that you can uh, go and visit. Yeah. And so this episode, you wanted to focus on the eateries. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot of choice on Main Street for for food nothing spectacular obviously other than a couple of restaurants but for the size of main street compared to some of the the lands themselves there's a there's a lot of choice uh, along main street it's surprising it's surprising i've got a list in front of me that is uh in alphabetical order last time we tried to go in order but we kind of got a few things wrong. So I've got a list that's alphabetical, so we're going to do that this time. Okay. But, um, yeah, what? so my confession here is I didn't know some of these places existed. I'm, I'm going to be honest, I didn't either. <laughs> because they're tucked away. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll explain when we come to them yeah. what I didn't know. Um, but the first one, and I think one of the more famous ones yeah. uh, on Main Street is the Cable Car Bakery. Yeah um it's a staple it really um, is and it's it's a great place to go in as well if you get the the chance they're not always open on the inside um, no but even if they're not selling anything on the inside you can still go and sit in there which is on a cold day is really quite nice yeah yeah it is a nice place to hang out of the heat yeah um it, it, it's very basic yeah. you know you're looking at pastries you're looking at um hot drinks soft drinks um you know, it really is it's a glorified snack place, yeah. really. And, and if, most of these are, but it's mm. the fact that there is so much different options that makes it so good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it can get very busy. It's one of those places that, because it's just a, a cheap 
place to get some snacks, it does get busy. Yeah. So you can go past there sometimes and the queue will be well into Main Street. Yeah. Um, especially in the height of, uh, you know, seasons. But, um, yeah, it's just, just not somewhere nice, really. So you can yeah. kind of say. Um, one of the busiest places on Main Street, though, is up next, and that is Casey's Corner. Yeah. Now, Casey's is a staple Casey's was the first place I ever ate on Disney property. Um, so I I had a, an endearing love for it. And they don't do them now. But um, when it first opened, so I'm going back to 92, they used to do these things called Casey Sluggers. And they were big plastic kind of baseball shat, baseball bat shaped uh, drinks, drink mm. containers with I know like a massive straw that came yeah. out. Um, and I think, like, you know, you could buy various drink sizes or you could buy this slugger. So, um, I still, I don't know if I've still got it. Um, it'll be in uh, a box somewhere if I do, but I know I, I kept hold of it for years. Um, but yeah, I was always a big fan of Casey's. I've got to say, I mean, not just because I don't. Uh, eat meat anymore but cases in paris is a bit of a disappointment isn't it really yeah it is and it, it is always busy you're going to walk in there and each queue is going to have four or five people in it at least yeah uh, and the only reason i i ever use it anymore is if i'm tired and i can't be bothered to go and find somewhere else to eat it's on the way out of the park i can nip in there grab a box of chicken nuggets or a hot dog or something like that and get on my way, but I wouldn't go, oh, I need to go to Casey's on a trip anymore. No, and it's the same for me. Um, I said, now there's there's not much meat to eat in there anyway, but it used to be I had to go to Casey's every trip. It was almost like a rite of passage just because I had that kind of emotional attachment to it. But it's really, really basic, and I mean much more so than the um, the main street, the main street in Magic Kingdom version yeah. you get in Orlando. They have a, a much larger selection of food, but you know you can get a hot dog, a hot dog with cheese and crispy onions. It's cheese sauce. It's like nacho cheese sauce. Um, a hot dog with vegetable chili, which cracks me up because the hot yeah. dog itself is still a beef hot dog or pork possibly i don't think it specifies um uh, or salad vegetable salad and cereals <laughs> available Wonderful. at nearly every location <laughs> yeah i've never had the salad um so i can't see what the cereals are i guess it's like um although it says cereals i imagine it's more like um quinoa no well i was gonna say the what's the what's um croutons yeah I think it's croutons, but I'm not entirely sure. Either way, it doesn't sound appealing. It never looks appealing no. either. Um, as you can, as you said, you get chicken nuggets, uh, fries, or cherry tomatoes. Because <laughs> you've got to, again, you've got to have a vegetarian option. Have a bowl yeah. of uh, cherry tomatoes. Um, they have a few bits of uh, fruit for dessert, uh, yogurts as well, brownies, donuts, the usual kind of thing. Yeah. Um, standard. You can normally get a decent meal deal. Yeah, I can't remember what the meal deal. I don't think it's no, it's not the menu. But yeah, there is there is a meal deal where it's like a hot dog and 
fries and a drink for like 10 euros or something yeah. stupid. Um, let's not beat it around the bush. They're herd hot dogs. Yeah. They're not anything exciting at all. And the hot dog by itself is 8 50 Yeah. It's a rip-off. And you're probably going to queue longer in there than you would do if you went to the hot dog stand in the in the plaza in front of the castle. Yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. Um, you, you very rarely get a seat either. It's the other reason to go in there. Um, so it, it's always popular. It's always busy. But yeah, it's um, I can't recommend it. I really can't no. recommend it um, anymore. I, I think it, it's successful because of where it's located, not because of what it offers. Yeah, and I think it's the name. All the the people that are fans of the US parks will know the Casey's Corner name and they'll head there because of that reason and will be disappointed. And also as well, it's unusual in that it's it's actually themed to a Disney cartoon. Yeah. As well. Uh, I think it's Casey at the Bat is the cartoon. I have seen it, but I didn't see it until a few years ago. I'd, I'd, I'd heard of it, but I had never seen it. Um, and that's where the K- the character Casey comes from. Yeah. And he's in the logo. Yeah, and stands outside. Yes. Yes, he does. Um, going back a little bit, um, near the Cable Car Bakery is uh, the Cookie Kitchen. Now, yeah. I didn't realise this had its own separate name. No, I didn't. I thought it was all one. Yeah, but I've used it many a time. Um, yeah. Again, it's... When when you go up there, you can see what they've got. They've got yeah. cakes, they've got donuts, uh, hot drinks, cold drinks, and you literally queue up to order from a window, and they give you your items, and off yeah. you go. In the post COVID world, probably going to be very busy. Yeah, it's <laughs> a good place. It. It's a good place to look if they've got any specialty cakes mm. on, like if there's a, a season on. You can normally find a couple of bits there, like the 25th anniversary. They had all the the cup uh, cupcakes and donuts were in there, um, and stuff like that. So if you if you're looking for an easy place to find those speciality uh, items, then normally can be found there. I mean, it, the menu on the I'm on the Disneyland Paris website. The menu has not been updated since Christmas, and I can tell you that because two of the items it says that it sells are the sparkling donuts, which is two yeah. star-shaped donuts, um, or gingerbread tree treats, which is very hard for me to say. <laughs> um, so that was obviously a, a special Christmas uh, menu offering that they've uh, they've yeah. had. But as you say, yeah, seasonal stuff you can normally get. Um, it used to be my go-to place to get the um, the Mickey-shaped donuts. Yeah. They used to do. Oh, yeah. no, it wasn't a donut, was it? it was a brioche. Yes. The Mickey brioche. Yeah. yeah, with chocolate or Nutella filling yeah. in it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, it, again, it's somewhere that can get a bit busy, but because you're not waiting for anything to be cooked, it, the queues go down pretty quick. Yeah. So unless somebody's ordered, like, 12 coffees or something like that, then the queues do go down fairly quickly. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah it's normally, normally all right. You normally find about four or five people in the queue. But as you say, it's it's fairly quick because they are just bagging stuff up and maybe a hot drink or two. Yeah. Um, somewhere that you can get a, a, a larger selection of food and one of the places that normally opens fairly late if it's a special event night is the Market House Deli. 
Yeah. I kind of want to describe it as being like a pre-Starbucks Starbucks. Yeah, it's a, or a, a Pratt. Yeah. That, it's that, got that kind of thing to it. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird one. Um, so in here, you can only get a large selection. Well, not sorry, not a large selection, uh, but a selection of sandwiches. Yeah. Various types and uh, cakes, like the carrot cake. It's one of the few places you can get carrot cake in there. Um, again, hot drinks, cold drinks. The sandwiches are pretty good, though. Um, yeah. I, I love the um, the translation. So they've got a club sandwich, which is turkey with grilled belly of pork. Yeah. Bacon. Um, you've got your croque monsieur, which is your ham and cheese. Which toasty, you can get anywhere. Pretty much. Um, they do uh, a croque monsieur with turkey instead of ham. Um, again, a salad with chicken. That's not suitable for vegetarians. Um, a salad with uh, cereals, which is listed as vegan. Now, it looks exactly the same as the Casey's Corner one, so I don't know if that's just they've updated it or, or what, because I'm, I'm sure all the salads will be vegan there anyway. Um, chicken Caesar salad wrap. Um, and also it's one of the places that, that does a proper vegan option. They do a sweet potato hummus wrap with gr- grilled vegetables. Oh, well, that's certainly something different that you can't find in, in many places. No, and it's, it's new from when I last went there. I didn't yeah. see that on the menu in October, so that is new. Um, they have started finally to start offering a few more vegetarian and vegan options in their places yeah which is good really because otherwise you know especially if you're vegan you have to eat outside the parks yeah they're basically forcing you out unless you want to just live on fries yeah which i know uh boston would have been fine with but most people want something more than just chips right yeah um but yeah it, it gets again it gets very busy um mainly because you know, if you don't want to queue up for a hot dog, you can at least queue up for a sandwich. Yeah. Um, there's not much seating inside, but there's seating inside. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's not a bad option to, to have a look at if you want some like a, a cheap lunch. I I am going to confess, I've never even stepped foot in it. Oh, really? No. The amount of times I've come out of Main Street Motors and gone, oh, I'll go and go and see what they've got in there, and then just walk straight past. Mm. Yeah, I've I've been in there a few times, mainly to get drinks. Not very easy in there, but yeah, it, it it gets very busy as I say, and it's yeah one of the one of the places that is normally open if they've got like an after hours event. So yeah. uh the the soirees it was always open to about midnight or one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Halloween soiree the same. So yeah, it's 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 not a bad place to remember if you um yeah. If you get hungry, as you say, it is very similar to to Starbucks on on Main Street or at the end of Hollywood Boulevard. It does mm. have that feeling that that yeah. possibly would have been what they looked at if they were going to put Starbucks in the park. It's the it's the obvious choice. Yeah, they wouldn't have to change too much to it at all. Turn into no. a Starbucks. Um, this one is a little bit of a cheat because it's it's kind of past Main Street, really. It's yeah. uh, it's in the hub. I, I, I refer to that as the hub yeah. where this is. Um, but Plaza Gardens, yeah, which I've never been in there when it's not been a buffet. So I don't I think haven't it's either. always been a buffet. No. But it certainly has for, 
at least a decade, if yeah. not longer. And it um, didn't used to be a character meal either until they well, closed Cafe Mickey's. It's only uh, it's only a character meal for, for breakfast. Just, yeah. Um, but yes, that was one of the, the things they added when Cafe Mickey closed and then reopened again. Yeah. Um, they've kept that in, and it's um, like a Winnie the Pooh themed yeah. breakfast, isn't it? Yeah, they they still have the the main characters in there as well. Yeah, you do get Mickey in there as well. I know that much. But... Yeah, we met Daisy and Scrooge in there. Oh, okay. So yeah, they do. They mix it up a little bit. That's good. Um, yeah, I've been I've been here for the um, the main meal. Yeah. Um, I've not gone there for the breakfast, but I've gone for the main meal. It's very hit and miss. Yeah, it's one of those that kind of felt like you're in a canteen. <laughs> because it is, it's just constant noise. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a nice looking restaurant actually. Yeah, like it, it, it looks more posh than it actually is. Really, yeah. Um, it as I said, like the food. We we the first time we went in there, it was brilliant. The food was was yeah. great, and we went back for the twentieth anniversary, and we went with family, and they all liked it so much they wanted to go back before we left, and. It wasn't quite as good the second time. We went for like a a late lunch and it wasn't great. And then we tried it again a third time a few years afterwards and it was awful. Like it was so bad, we actually got our money back Yeah. Um, on it because it was just, the, the, the food on offer was awful. Um, yeah. And I mean, they were very accommodating, but a lot of people were doing it. The food was just just really subpar, yeah. so it's the problem with buffets, right? You know, they shouldn't be hit and miss, but they can be hit and miss. Yeah. Um, and it's not it's not particularly cheap either. No. It's thirty five uh, ninety nine for an adult, and it's eighteen ninety nine for a child. That does include a drink. Yeah. Um, it says open cold drink. That's... I've got a feeling that was the one they changed to being free refills. Well, open cold drink sounds like that does mean you get refills. Yeah, I think that's the one they changed to it because there wasn't any other restaurants that did. No, it used to be one drink. Yeah. It used to be one drink. And I'm um, sure there was one place that I read that they'd, they decided to change that. Hmm. And I think it might possibly be that. Yeah, interesting. Because I suppose it's self-serve, isn't it? It never used to be. No. They used to they used to ask you what drink you wanted and then they brought it over to you. So if they've added like self-serve, then yeah, obviously that makes uh, that makes yeah. sense. Um yeah, yeah, we we enjoyed it. It was for breakfast. It it's what you expect for a buffet breakfast, to be honest. Mm. Um just in a bit of a nicer setting with, with some characters wandering around. Yeah. Not it's not on the the level of Chef Mickey's at the Contemporary at Walt Disney World because that yeah. is just continuous noise the whole time. Right. Um, whereas this, you obviously can hear people moving about. It's not a particularly big restaurant either. For no, what it it's is. misleading. It yeah. looks a lot bigger than it actually is. Yeah, I think. Um, but yeah, it just it's kind of 
enclosed and that makes it a bit more hectic than than it should be. I mean, Whereas the, Chef Mickey's is just massive. Yeah, I mean, at, at the price point, 35 a head, you're allowed as, you know, as much food as you want to eat. If that's your aim, it's probably not bad value. Um, but yeah, just just be wary. It it could be hit and miss. I think that's yeah. that's all I can say on it really. Um, so there's two places here that I didn't know existed. Yeah. And they're in the same location. Yeah, so, but they're the two that I didn't know either. So the coffee grinder and the ice cream company are in this kind of little cul-de-sac. Yeah. To the right of Main Street, if yeah. you're walking towards the castle. So it's in the little bit between. Main Street Motors and the Deli. Yeah. So if you don't... And I've sat in that area once before and didn't even realise. One of them, the coffee place, I only started drinking coffee two years ago. So it was never something that I really would ever have looked for. Mm. But, yeah, it just... When I was looking at it, I was like, never even heard of these two. No, no. Because they, I think because they've got the canopies yeah. around them with the seating as well, I just thought they were spillovers. Yeah. I thought it was seating areas. I didn't know you could actually get stuff from them. Um, so as the name suggests, one serves coffee, one serves ice cream. Yeah. That's, that's all there is to it, really. Yeah. And it's not speciality coffee or anything like that. It's, it is just coffee, I think. Yeah, and I think all the all the coffee comes from machines anyway. Like yeah. not proper Starbucks, um, you know, ground coffee. Like these are just those instamatic coffee yeah. machines that you you get in every place in Disney. Yeah. Um, so it's not great coffee either. Now, if you want a proper coffee, go to one of the Starbucks. Now, uh, at the end of uh, or towards the end of Main Street, you've got the Gibson Girl ice cream parlor. Yeah. I have. I remember when it first opened, it wasn't Ben and Jerry's. No. But I can't tell you what it was. But for as long as I can remember, it's been sponsored by Ben and Jerry's. So all the ice cream in there is Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. I um, I think I went in there. Maybe. It would have been nine, nine years ago. Right. First time we went from our wedding anniversary. So, yeah, I've been married just over 10 years. So, yeah, it would have been about nine years ago, I think, the last time I went in there. Okay. It, it is what it is, right? It's just ice cream. Yeah. There's there's nothing more you can add to it, really. No. And the problem for, for Disneyland Paris is obviously three, four, five months of the year, the weather's not good enough to eat ice cream. No. So to have two ice cream places within what two three hundred meters of each other is yeah, a bit doesn't make much sense. Is a bit ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, that is literally all you can say about it. If you want some ice cream, you'll get some scoops of ice cream. Yeah, Ola Cone. That's it. Um, again, it's one of those spots that gets incredibly busy in the summer because everyone wants ice cream. Um, but yeah, there's there's nothing else to really add to it, fortunately. Right. This is the problem when you you have you allow these kind of sponsors in is there's no variety when it comes to that. Yeah, 
if you get ice cream from one place, it's going to be the same ice cream you get somewhere else. With, yeah. You know, there might be a couple more flavors available, but that's about it. Um, yeah, it's 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 pretty basic. Um, now, what's interesting? I've I've got this list off of um, the DisneylandParis.com website. Yeah, it's missing a restaurant. <clears throat> I'm not sure why. But it's missing Victoria's. That's strange because that's definitely Main Street. Well, it's more Main Street than Plaza Gardens. Yeah. <laughs> you, you almost have to walk past Victoria's to get to Plaza yeah. Gardens. Um, so I don't know what the deal is with that one. Um, now, I know that you've been to Victoria's because I believe that's where you got your milkshake from. Uh, no, I never got it in the end. I didn't, oh. didn't get a chance. I started doing the, the Lion King stuff down by the uh, theatre. Um, so I got like the macaroons and the, um, and the biscuit and, and stuff like that. But I just, I ran out of time. Um, every time I thought about going in there, the queue has been out of the door hmm. to get those milkshakes or the, the hot drinks that they do as well. Yes. It just, it's always busy and it's somewhere I really want to go and go and try, but just can't get in there or just don't have the time. But normally it is, both I'll get there with not loads of time left and the queue is out of the door. Yeah. It's um it's one of these places it's very seasonal in yeah. uh, I've been there many times when it's been closed and other times when it's been open. Every yeah. time I've gone that year. Um, and its hours are dreadful as well. Mm. It doesn't seem to open until after lunchtime. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, very strange. But you would still think it'd be on their list. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's odd. Um, I've never gone in, in here. I, I, I know of it, but I've never had a reason to go in there. The, the I, milkshakes almost were a reason to, but I still never went and got one. Yeah, see, that's that's where it's become popular because it, it was never somewhere people rushed to go to until yeah. they started doing these speciality milkshakes. that They even advertise on one of the lampposts outside yeah because yeah. people wouldn't know it was there because it is tucked behind right next to plaza gardens yeah so they yeah. Don't definitely that definitely made a change in the popularity of that restaurant yeah and they started doing i mean it, it got known for the the milkshakes but it then started doing iced teas yeah um fresh lemonades as well yeah flavored coffees yeah and, and did they do like boozy that. coffees as well yeah i believe so yeah like baby's hot chocolates and yeah. coffees lattes hmm yeah so i thought that was weird i was like thinking i'm looking at this list i'm thinking there's there's something missing here what's missing there's <laughs> definitely something missing i mean it's bad isn't it when they put the coffee grinder and like <laughs> the ice cream company yeah. on there but they don't have victoria's which actually is a proper place but yeah there you go um and then, of course, probably the most famous or infamous. infamous. At the moment, it's infamous. Well, I mean, I'd argue it's probably infamous anyway. I think yeah. if you know, you know. Yeah. Um, but Walt's, an American restaurant, yeah. uh, is near, well, kind of in the middle of Main Street, really. Yeah. And again, it's somewhere that I've always wanted to go and visit and I never have done. It's normally closed when I've been there. Yeah. Um, or I've looked at the menu and thought, Oof, yeah, it's a bit much. Yeah, it's a bit uh, toity toity. 
yeah, it's it's one of those restaurants that you kind of look at and you go, hmm, do I want to spend that much money to sit in quiet? Not not talking because you don't talk, um, and the meals aren't. I'm I'm not one for anything special when it comes to food. Um, and it does, I kind of look at it and go, yeah, that's not quite plain enough for me. Yeah, I mean, so I'm just looking, and again, this this isn't the most up-to-date menu because it, it has been closed for a while. Um, yeah. There was a, a, a problem with some of Mickey's friends, which yeah. meant that it had to close. Um, and then was going to reopen and then didn't. And the last I heard, they were doing some refurbs in there. Yeah. Um, and they've not really said much else. I, I believe it's going to open at some point. Yeah. And it didn't seem to be that the problem was the actual restaurant. It seemed to be behind the restaurant. Yes. Um, because I believe our, our friend Pete over at the Diz, when they did their Paris Adventures by Disney trip last year, they still took them in there oh. to look round. And I believe they still fed them in there as well. Oh, okay. Um, but it was only for that that trip. Interesting. Um, so I'm not sure what the problem was, whether they did just decide once it was closed that they were going to do more work on it than than was needed, I don't know. Club 33 DLP? I'm amazed we haven't got one. Mm. So the good thing about Waltz is if you time it right and if you get a, a table by the window, you can watch the parades outside. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, you've got to be lucky with that, and that's if you get the right table. But let's have a look at what the menu was. And although the the menu does change, it is a seasonal menu, this is the kind of thing you'd expect to have. So uh, the styles are listed here is a Wardoff salad with romaine lettuce, blue cheese vinaigrette, grapes, walnuts, peanuts, apples, and croutons. Uh, Pastrami marinated in Cajun spices, pineapple, coleslaw, and whole grain mustard. No, I like coleslaw, but pineapple coleslaw. Mm. <laughs> uh, crab crumble with herbs and pea puree. Uh, a soft-boiled egg lentil salad with grilled bacon and vegetables. I'm reading out what it says. I know that doesn't make sense, but lentil salad with grilled bacon and vegetables. Um, orange marinated salmon, crunchy and tangy vegetables with izigni cream. No idea. Um, and cream of sweet corn and smoked duck soup, uh, sog hum popcorn. Again, no idea what that is. No. Um, as you can tell from that list, even the vegetarian option has meat. So yeah. uh, not ideal. Um, actually, the, the Waldorf salad, I suppose. Yeah. I would never I eat a Waldorf salad, though. The only one that was tempting me was the, uh, the salmon. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I, I'm not a vegetarian officially or a vegan. I'm a, I'm a pescatarian, so I could eat the salmon. But I, I remember having duck lounge and not being yeah. much of a fan. I like, I used to like duck, but I never liked duck lounge. So uh, that puts me off a little bit. Cause I'm not sure how that worked with salmon, but um, does it say like, it says fishes? So there's a there's a fish menu. So you've got wild prawns, some Madagascar and jambalaya with chorizo. So I would ask to see their papers to make sure they did come from Madagascar. I'll be honest. Uh, scallops, polenta, pepper jack cheese with meat gravy with bourbon. Uh, Pan-fried fish of they smoked salted butter and corn tortilla. 
Now, I mean, the prices here, I mean, all of those, the wild prawns were forty nine ninety nine, the scabs were 42 and the fish of the day was 39 So we're talking expensive food here, yeah. um, really. Um, the meat courses, veal, Oscar, crab meat, green asparagus and mac and cheese. Does that just seem odd? Yeah. Veal, crab meat, green asparagus and then mac and cheese. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's a little bit strange. Well, yeah, mac and cheese is great, right? Yeah, but with that, very yeah, strange. it doesn't doesn't seem to fit with crab meat, does it really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, grilled beef tenderloin, Thelma potatoes. Not sure what Thelma was. Oh, I'm guessing actually, the opposite to Louise. Well, <laughs> actually, I'll come back to that. So grilled beef tenderloin, Thelma potatoes, crunchy vegetables, and a red wine sauce. And then it says below, this dish is a tribute to Thelma Howard the Disney family cook, who, according to Walt, was a yeah. veritable Mary Poppins. Her potato salad here, recreated in a warm version, was one of Walt's favourite dishes. Yeah. That's what Thelma Potato Which was. they do in the States is Walt's chili that she used to make. Uh, so it seems like they, ha- they have something of hers in every park. Now, I'm guessing this menu must have been uh, around November time because uh, free-range label rouge chicken breast... Thanksgiving stuffing, sweet potato mash, and giblet gravy. Yeah. Uh, and Walt's chili con carne, sour cream with coriander. There you go. That's the chili. Yep. This hand-prepared beef version makes it particularly fine tribute to uh, the chili con carne Walt loved. Yep. Um, again, prices range from 50 euros down to 40. Um, and then uh, desserts, cheesecake, with honey and vanilla, lime meringue pie, candied pineapple, and tonka bean financier with seasonal sorbet, WTF. Um, chocolate and caramel ganache tart, praline mousse, cocoa nibs, and crispy biscuit, uh, seasonal fruits and sorbets. Uh, and again, the prices range from $16.99 down to $14.99 for the fruit. Uh, and I was going to say, well, what the hell was I supposed to eat? But um, there is the gourmet vegan. There you uh, go. Starter, roasted vegetable salad with uh, mu mustard and marinated tofu. Um, main course is black venus rice with peas and morals. What the hell is morals? I mean, I mean, <laughs> I, no, I'm not going to make that joke. Um, <laughs> soya beans and carrots. Uh, and it dessert is a sponge cake with rum, seasonal fruit with uh, or, or geet syrup, whatever that is as well. Um, so there is a menu, but you've literally got the choice of one thing. Yeah. One starter, one main, one dessert. Um, uh, and then there, there are set menus that you can have as well. Yeah. Uh, starter main course of 49 or starter main course and dessert for 50 And then you have one of three options for mains, one of two for starters, and one of two for dessert as well. Um, Which I don't think is too bad. No, no. Um, There's a signature meal deal as well uh, with some of the different options and a premium, which gives you another list. So Uh, That's the way they've gone with all the the sit-down. Um, restaurants Captain Jack's is the same yeah yeah so it makes it a little little bit cheaper but then you are restricted you know you've got a choice of three rather than a choice of six or whatever so yeah I mean I suppose if you can find 
one of everything in the selected menu, then it's it will save you a bit of money, but otherwise you're a bit stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, I will try it one day, I'm sure. Mm. Now, I don't think I'll be doing it as a family. It'll likely be if I go on a trip by myself. Yeah, it's not really a... It's a bit like the sparkling experience, right? It's not yeah. something really aimed for kids, even though it's a kid's menu. Yeah. Having like a, an eight-course meal is not really what kids want to yeah. do. And it's the same with, with Captain Jack. So I was planning on doing that on in September. Um, but I don't think I'd, I'd take my little one in there. Because again, I don't think seafood is particularly something children will lean on as their, as their food. No, if they're not offering fish fingers, most kids aren't interested, are they? Let's yeah. be honest. I would like to go to Captain Jack's. Um, I think we looked to go a few years ago, and I think we couldn't get sat in. I think that's why we couldn't go. Yeah. But yeah, I'd, I'd happily go to Captain Jack's. I like seafood. Um, yeah. I I never used to, but I've I've really got into certainly prawns and stuff like that, and I want to try some of the. I think they had, I'm sure they had swordfish. They do, yeah. Which was what I think I was going to end up going with. I want to say it's like swordfish with mango. Yeah. Um, Kool-Aid or something. I can't remember what the menu said now, but yeah, it was there. There definitely was a swordfish dish because I like swordfish. Um, it's one of my favourites. And you're yeah. obviously not saying you get very often, so it's only my go-to if it's on the menu. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's why I'm not a vegetarian. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not traditionally, anyway. Um, but, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, it's, it's... it's. I've always heard pretty good reviews. I've had a few dodgy ones as well. Normally, yeah. though, it's because the people that have gone are not foodies. Yeah. So they've gone even knowing what the food is going to be and then kind of moaned about it afterwards. They used to, um, although I think it's bad now, they used to have a burger that used to have uh, foie gras. Yeah. You're topped with foie gras, which I think is pretty much... I'm not sure what the position is in France about it because obviously that was a big delicacy, but I know that there was a big kind of um, come down on foie gras a few years ago. So a lot of places kind of like banned selling it yeah um so i wonder if it, that was a decent decision or, or a france decision but either way that was i remember that being one of the things that a lot of people went for and just took the photo out yeah <laughs> um but yeah it, you know if you like food and you are sick of hot dogs and chips then i can see why it's appealing but yeah you, you've got to have a taste of food to want to go there really and enjoy it so yeah um, and that's it for Main Street. Yeah. That's that's all there is to uh, to go and eat at. But, yeah. I mean, there's there's a few options. I mean, there's not many, you know, Waltz really is the only proper restaurant. Yeah. Uh, and, and Plaza Gardens, because they're including it in this list, but it's off of Main Street. Um, but, yeah, that's the only proper restaurant. The others are really kind of counter service, um, really. So if you yeah. want to have a, a proper sit down, you're going to want to walk past Main Street. But yeah. but if, if you're on your way out, yeah, or, or if you're way in, on your way in and you just want to get a snack because you're going to have a big dinner or something like that, yeah. then you know you could do a lot worse. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. Cool. Yeah, there's there's quite a few places that I, I would stop at along the way. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, we won't announce what we're going to do next because then we've got to remember what that is. <laughs> well, if we if we go clockwise around the park. So we'll be going to um, Frontierland. Frontierland. Yes, it is Frontierland first. <laughs> I, do you know what? That always confuses me down in that corner. Do you know why? Because I can never bloody find Indiana Jones. Well, yeah. It, it takes me about half an hour to find my way down there. Well, it's because it, there's nothing else there. No. That's why. But we'll, we'll, we'll come to that when we talk about adventure yeah. and how easy it is to find Indiana Jones. Yeah. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, we'll look at Frontierland next. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't get that wrong. And hopefully, really that, not to. yeah, and then hopefully next time we might actually have something to talk about with the park. Yeah, rather it depends than, on when we record, but yes, yeah. hopefully, hopefully there will be an update from Disney about what they're going to do. So they've just announced, uh, well, Shanghai's back open. Um, they've announced the opening plans for Disney World. Still yeah. no announcement on Disneyland, though. No. Is there? Um, no. California seems to be a little, as a state, seems to be a little bit more um, not forthcoming with their yeah. plans. And they've not even talked about uh, downtown Disney. No. At the moment, so I'm not it's sure. This, I, yeah, Disney Springs it? opened up first, didn't it? Yeah. Mm. Um, one of the other Asian parks has started to reopen as well. I can't remember whether it's, I think it's Hong Kong. Yeah, Tokyo's been quite quiet as well. Yeah. But again, they're they're one of the bigger parks, aren't they? So they're they're a two park resort, whereas Hong Kong, yeah, just and the one. Shanghai is just one. Yeah. So it does seem like it's and obviously with Walt Disney World being a bigger one, I think they've kind of had to to nail their plans to the mast quite early. I think as well, it's the restrictions that the the states or countries are yeah. uh, proposing. Florida just do not seem to give a flying fig about COVID at all. Let's just open no. everything back up for business. Everywhere else in the world is a little bit like, well, hold your horses. Yeah. Um, and time will tell. I mean, as we recall this, um, Universal Studios in Florida is about to reopen. That's yeah. going to be the first major theme park in America to to reopen. And I think the world is going to be watching what happens. Yeah. To see what they do next. Um, yeah. And maybe that's what, Disneyland Paris doing they're waiting to see uh, I don't think they'll wait for Disney World to reopen but I think they'll definitely be looking at what happens with Universal to yeah. decide when they are going to reopen yeah definitely but yeah so hopefully as Paul said we might have some more news by the time we next record yeah if we Fingers don't record crushed. on the 30th of June that is <laughs> obviously <laughs> yeah we'll try and get it done a bit earlier this time yeah yeah, yeah. um but yeah, I think that wraps this episode up. So thank yep. you very much uh, for joining me, as you always do. And uh, thank you, this for downloading. And uh, we'll be back with another Discover DLP in June. Yeah. Au revoir.
Dark Podcast Network.